Um, this morning, I am embarking upon a new series, and the title of this series is Kingdom Attraction. Say that with me. Kingdom Attraction. One more time. Kingdom Attraction. In fact, as I go into this series, there's nothing that I love talking about more than the kingdom of God. Uh, the kingdom of God is who we are, is where we are expected to live. It is our blessing. It is our victory. It is our power. It is our anointing. It is our grace. The kingdom of God is everything for us. So in this series, we will explore the principles of the kingdom and how they impact our lives. The principles of the kingdom of God. That's what we'll be looking at in this series. Our intent is not only to know of the principles, but to place them, but to put them into action. My prayer is that we will become more intimately acquainted with the principles of God. And these principles, we all know, will help to shape our eternity. Understanding kingdom life will help us to be more effective as believers. Now, when we talk about kingdoms, and we'll kind of get into it here in a second, but when we talk about kingdoms, it is important to understand that, that kingdoms have rules, they have laws, and they have structures. And so it is with God. Um, in order to access what God has for us, God has given us principles in his word. And his kingdom is the everlasting kingdom. You've heard me say this before, and it's worth saying here again this morning. Jesus is neither Democrat nor Republican. Amen? Uh, he doesn't ride the backs of donkeys and elephants. <laughs> uh, Jesus, his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And his kingdom, some of y'all just got that. And his kingdom will endure all things. And so, so what we must understand as Christians is, is that we don't have to wait till we get to heaven. What God expects of us is to activate his principles right here and now. One of the things that really troubled me and, and, and troubled a lot of us, I believe, who are really trying to grow in the Lord, is that you ever, you ever see, uh, see people that try to access spiritual things or the things from the kingdom of God through natural means. And one of the things, the problem with that is, in order to access the blessing of God, in order to really work the kingdom of God, we must understand his principles. God has established principles for us to live by. The beauty of it is when we adopt kingdom principles and when we truly embrace kingdom principles, the kingdom of God will work for us. They will work for us. In fact, uh, Jesus, oftentimes, you would hear him when he was teaching in the gospel, he would say things like, the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like. And so whenever you see Jesus or hear Jesus say what the kingdom of God is like, then at that moment we should open up our eyes and say, hold on, I really need to listen to this. Because what Jesus there is doing is he's about to drop us a principle that will help us to be able to access the blessing of God. He is dropping to us a principle that will help us to be more effective as, uh, as Christians, as believers. And so we cannot violate the principles of God, and expect God to move. Let me say that again. You and I, as Christians even, we cannot violate the principles of God 
and then expect God to move on our behalf. For an example, how many know that if God said fornication is a sin, how many know that's a principle? Then if we do that, then, then we leave ourselves outside of the benefits of the kingdom. See, for example, if we decide that we are going to walk in, un, in, in unforgiveness, and we know that, that one of the kingdom principles is, is forgiveness. Whenever we walk in a spirit of unforgiveness, then we leave ourselves outside of then the blessing of God. God's kingdom, God's principles, God says, this is the way to do it. And so whenever Jesus said, I want you, this is what the kingdom of God is like, he's saying, pay attention, because if you do it this way, then you will get kingdom results. Jesus said another thing that I think that all of us like to hear, and I hear people sometimes take this uh, verse out of context. You hear them say something like, well, you know, um, God, uh, God want me to have an abundant life. You know, he want me to, and, and what most people define abundant is, uh, they, they define the, uh, abundant by uh, God, God want to give me whatever it is I want that will make me happy. How many of you ever thought about that kind of abundance? Come on, be honest. Your, your idea of God blessing you abundantly means God will give you whatever you want, whatever make you happy, because after all, you know what's best for you. Anybody else? Come on. You know what's best. Nobody else knows. You know what's best for you. But when Jesus came, he said, I come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Then how do you expect to get that abundant life? It is by adopting his principles. It is about activating kingdom principles. It is, I'm having you know God has, God has principles as it relates to giving. God has principles as it relates to relationships. God has principles as, as it relates to our attitude. God has principles as it relates to everything that we can think of. And to the extent that we can say, okay, God, what do you have to say about this? And then we position ourselves to obey that. Then we will begin to enter into the abundant life that Jesus talked about. And so I want you to understand something as we go into this series. Um, when Jesus preached about the kingdom of God, he was proclaiming a lifestyle. Everybody say a lifestyle. A lifestyle and a way of living that will bring society back to its original intent. And you and I both know the kingdom principles today, when you preach them, when you talk about them, how many, how many know that they run a counter, uh, counter to what the culture believes? The kingdoms of God. In fact, you've heard people say, well, you know, um, uh, th that Bible you read is, is outdated. This is uh, 2015. That was uh, something that was way back then. But how many know that God's principles, they never change? His, pr his principles are everlasting. And so these principles that Jesus shared with us, he shared them with us so that we can receive the benefit. I don't want you and I to be in a situation whereby we're praying and believing God. And I believe that sometimes many of us, we pray and sometimes I can't say every time, but sometimes we don't our prayers don't get answered because we're outside of the kingdom norm. In other words, we're and I've heard people sometimes as a pastor, I've heard people tell me things like God said this. And I can almost look them right in the face and say, ain't no way God said that, because if God would have said that he would be violating his principles. You see? So, so, and it's funny when people, well, Pat, this is what God told me. This God told me, and I'm like, oh, God, ain't no way, God. Well, how, do you, how can you say that, Pastor? Because his word says this. And how many know that his word will stand the test of time? The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but he says my word is going to always outlast everything else. So even though people change, their attitudes change, 
Uh, you know, the laws of man change, but how do we know God remains the same? And the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our God and his Christ, and he will, everybody say he will, he will rule forever. And so let's kind of look at this, and so today what I want to do is I want to talk about the fundamentals of kingdom life. So I want to kind of set this series up, and so today we're going to talk about what is a kingdom, how does, how does kingdom work? And then throughout this series, we'll be looking at various principles of the kingdom and then uh, uh, learning how to activate them, put them into practice so that we can access the thing that God has for us. How many of you want what God has for you? Does anybody want what God has for you? He's given us away. How many know the Bible is God doesn't lie? You know, I, I did something this morning. I said, okay, I said, I, said uh, I want everybody to give, you know, give a seed of faith this morning. I mean, you know, the Bible says, whatsoever man sows, that shall he what? Reap. If you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly, right? If you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. How I many you know that's a principle of the kingdom? It don't make sense in the natural. Come on, somebody. In the natural, you're looking at that like, uh-uh, uh-uh, oh, oh, no. The kingdom, listen, kingdom life is all supernatural. Understand that. When you talk about kingdom life, it is all supernatural. And the only way you're going to access it, be able to benefit from it, is that you've got to approach it with supernatural means. I mean, no, that's key. And a lot of people try to approach kingdom life with a natural, a, a worldly mindset. And then they keep trying to figure out why God ain't moving for me. Why, God, why is God not answering my prayer? I mean, I'm doing all that I know to do. But the question is, are you operating according to kingdom principles? See, the kingdom principles is our access. You know, how many you got like an access card when you go to work? You got, you know, to enter your building. I got what we call an a e-card, I don't know, an access card, whatever. But, you know, if I come there with, I can, look, I can take my, I can take Walter, if Walter got a card, I can take his card, go to my job, and I can stand by that door, and I can wave that card, key card by that door all day long. But if it's not the right card, I'm not going in. You hear what I'm saying? See, some of us, we got the wrong access code, and we're trying to get in, and we're standing out like, why, I can't open this thing? What's wrong? I can't get in here. It is because sometimes we are not operating according to kingdom principle. This is why, so when you read the Word of God and you study the Word of God, when you're always looking for principles. You're saying, okay, God, what, what's the principle here? How, how, do I, how, do I, how do I access what God has for me? How many of you believe this Bible works? There's a lot of people that ever try to tell you it don't work. I'm here to tell you today, it does work. It has been, listen to me, God has kept me for, I've been saved now for some 24 years. And I've seen God do some amazing things in my life. And, 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 and listen to me, these principles are eternal. They're not going to change. And just because everybody else ain't doing it don't mean it's right. Come on, somebody. You know, just because everybody ain't, ain't with the flow, just because you, sometimes it's really good to be in the minority, <laughs> especially when it comes to the things of God. It's a good thing because in the end, you're going to win. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So let's talk a little bit about a, a kingdom. So the Greek word, when the Bible uses the word kingdom, bear with me here for a moment because i got to set this up for the rest of the series. The Greek word for kingdom is basilia. It's B-A-S-I-L-E-I-A. It means rule or authority. Included in this concept is power. 
Every kingdom has power. It has a ruler who is in charge. Everybody say ruler. You know, like in the Middle Eastern countries, some other countries, um, you know, in the Middle East, a lot of them still operate kind of like on this kingdom principle. Um, if there is a ruler, they ha there have to be rules or kingdom subjects. How many know that every kingdom has a rule? It has subjects in that kingdom. Every kingdom, as I said a moment ago, every kingdom has regulations, guidelines to regulate the relationship between the ruler and the subject. This is what's needed in kingdom life. The kingdom of God, how many know the kingdom of God includes all of these elements? How many know that the God, that Jesus Christ, that he is absolute ruler over his domain? Come on. He is ruler over all. Everybody say all. Over all creation. Mm. He rules over everything. Even, how many know that even when it looks like he's not ruling over everything, how many know he rules over everything? I know sometimes we look at this world. Has anybody ever looked at the world and said, what in the world is going on? And sometimes you look at things, you say, man, God, I mean, is this thing just happening? Is this thing just moving uh, automatic pilot? Or uh, what's happening? How many of you know that even in that very moment that all things are controlled by the word of his power? How many know God knows everything and he is in full control? Somewhere I read, the Bible says all things work together for good for those who love God. How can that be if he's not in control? See, how many know God, look at the neighbor and say, God is in control. No matter what you're going through. Come on, say it to your neighbor. No matter what you're going through, no matter what it looks like, God is in control. And tell your neighbor, that means you. <laughs> Tony Evans said it this way. And Tony Evans, he wrote and he spoke, he teaches a lot about the kingdom of God. And I love this statement. He says, it is, we talk about the kingdom of God. He says, it is, it's the visible demonstration of the comprehensive rule of God over every area of life. And how many know that if you have been born again, how many know that you have been translated or transferred out of the kingdom of God into, I'm sorry, out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light? Okay? And every kingdom, how many know we're part of God? We, we are God's people. We are, we are his subjects. And what we are called to do is we are called to reflect that kingdom. So now let's talk about a little bit about Jesus and how he did this. Now, Jesus, everybody knows, he exhibited God's kingdom. In fact, Jesus said this in, in John 18, 36. If you want to turn there, you can, or you can look up on the screen. Jesus said this. Watch this. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. Listen to that. He came into the world, and he makes a bold statement. He says, my kingdom... My kingdom is not of the world. If my kingdom were of this world, get this now, he said, my servants will fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. See, Jesus' goal was he wasn't trying to overthrow the Roman military. You know, some of the folks back in those days, they were wishing that Jesus would come and he would do like everybody else, you know, have a big old natural, uh, a big old battle and try to fight with, 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 with worldly means. That wasn't what Jesus was all about. Jesus was making the point that, that my kingdom is not of the world because if, I, if my kingdom was of this world, you wouldn't be able to take me in. In fact, my servants would fight. 
it would be cutting off all kind of stuff in here if it was my kingdom. But my kingdom is not of this world. And because his kingdom was not of this world, he did not resort to the methodologies of this world in order to advance his kingdom. John 6, 38, listen to this verse. This is Jesus talking. For I have come down from heaven, get this, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Boy, that's a powerful statement. Jesus made it clear that he did not come on the earth to do his own will. How many know that this thing was already settled before he came? It was all, Jesus didn't sit back with a bunch of uh, folks and sit down and try to figure out some rules and some regulations on how to run this thing. Jesus, when he came into the earth, understand, he said, I came down from heaven. I did not come to do my will. I came to do the will of him who sent me. This agenda was already set. And how many know that that should be the attitude of every Christian? Because how many know every one of you have a will? Oh, come on. Oh, oh, you have a will. Every one of us have a will and a way, and some of us sometimes, let's be honest, what, is it, are there times when your will contradict God's will? Amen. I'm not talking to anybody else in here. Are, are there times when you know as hard-headed as we can be that there's sometimes that our will contradict God because we are living in this flesh, right? I'm living in this body. And from my fleshly standpoint, as I look at this thing, this doesn't make sense to me. I mean, after all, God, it seems logical to me. But you know what our response should be? And it should be the people who, when people want to say to you, well, how come you don't just go with the flow? How come you don't just do what everybody, why you always got to be bucking the system? Why do you always have to be different? You know, you need to look at them and say, I came not to do my own will. Listen, it may look good. It may seem right. But how many know that the will of God is what we should do? And how many know, this should make it easy for us. You know, when people want to talk to me and say, well, what do you think about this issue? What do you think about that issue? I say, well, I just, I just came to do God's will. And whatever God says about it, that's what I agree on. How many of you think that way? Come on. How many of you believe that the, bu- that the book cover to cover is the word of God? So, so our attitude must be, it's easy. You ask me a question, what does God's word say about it? I didn't come to do my own will. But I came to do the will of him who sent me, understanding that the kingdom of rule and the kingdom authority and the kingdom laws have already been established. How many know we can't go out there trying to change God's rules? We can't be trying to change God's laws. We can't be trying to use our human intellect to try to, to, try to undo what God has already set in motion. How many know that it is detrimental to society and you definitely cannot access kingdom life that way? Can't do it. So our attitude must be, and how many know that this put Jesus right at direct odds with his, with his contemporaries? I mean, I mean, when Jesus started, Jesus, uh, Jesus, how many know that when you're really free, <laughs> when you really get free, you don't really care about people. That's when you know you're free. You know what I'm saying? When, when, when you're not worried about people's threats, when you can obey God and do what God said, no matter what people say, do, or threaten you, how many know you, you're free? And how many know Jesus was free? And he didn't mind. Jesus had no problem going up there and he confronted people. He told them what he told the Pharisees what they needed to do. And boy, they got mad at him. 
But Jesus says, well, I'm sorry if you get mad, but the, but the issue is I came not to do my, my own will. I came to do the will of him who sent me. And the will of him who sent me, I am under, listen, I am under direct orders by my father that this is what I'm supposed to do. I can't change the rules. How many know if Jesus can't, you can't? I can't. We can't try to flip it around and say, okay, I want to be blessed. How many know you can't be blessed outside of the kingdom principles? Oh, anybody hearing this? You can't. And I know people want to try, oh, I'm blessed. No, 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 no. In order to access the benefits of the kingdom, how many know you have to access it? You have to come the right way. Now, watch this. Now, how many know that we are not of this world, too? Let me say that again. How many know that we are not of this world? Can I ask you a question? How many of you really look at yourselves as not being, watch this, of this world? Do you really see yourself as, do you really live your life and act like this is just a temporary stay? My agenda, my affections, my passions is the kingdom of God. How many of us really live with that kind of attitude? Because listen to me, John 17, 16 says this. This this is what Jesus said. Jesus said this, they are not of the world. They, you know who he's talking about? You and me, they, just as I am not of the world. I am amazed how many Christians have an identity crisis. They don't really understand who they are. And so we try to mimic the TV stations or the television personalities. Or we try to find some famous person and I want to be like this person. I want to be like that person. But, 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 but how many know that God has already identified you as a son and a daughter of God. And we need to strive to be like Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, be like Jesus. Don't be like Mike. Be like Jesus. Enjoy his basketball skills, but be like Jesus. Some of you basketball players in here, you might can appreciate that. So our identity means that, that we are not of this world. That's why the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, right? Because there's a, there's a kingdom mindset. Be not conformed to this world. Don't conform to the world. How many know God already told us this stuff? Isn't it amazing? And yet I see the church bending in some areas. Come on. Am I the only one seeing the church bend? The Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but transform by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is good and the acceptable will of God. The Bible also says, come out from among them and be holy. Everybody say holy. Oh, we don't like to talk about holiness no more. That's a dead guy. We don't like, how many many know holiness means to be sanctified? Holiness means to be set apart. Holiness means to be different. Holiness means to, to not to be willing to, be, to, to stand out. How many of you are willing to live your life in that way? God says, he says, come out from among them. He said, how many know the Bible says in 1 Peter that we are a royal priesthood? A holy nation, a sanctified nation who have been called out of darkness into his what? Marvelous light. That's what we've been called into. So, the God, so the, listen, so we need to try to stop trying to be like the world and try to access and understand what God says, what God's kingdom, what, what are God's rules, what are God's laws. Try to understand what is it that God is calling me to do? What is he, how is he calling me to live in this present world? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, here's another verse that'll help us. 
Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. That's who we are. You are an ambassador. An ambassador represents the interests of another country. As though God was pleading through us. How many know God is pleading through us? We're supposed to be his kingdom subjects. How many know that the people of this world will know about the kingdom of God through you and me? See, you and I are the ones that will express God's kingdom in the earth. In other words, how would they know unless they hear a preacher? How would they know what the kingdom of God is if the people of God don't express the kingdom of God? And, and if the people of God begin to become intimidated and back down, how many know we can't have no effect? Oh, right now, how many know the pressure is being turned on Christians right now, isn't it? Oh, boy, they, I mean, the devil is turning up the heat. Will the real sanctified, Holy Spirit-filled people stand in Jesus' name? So we're ambassadors for Christ. God is making his appeal to us. He's pleading through us. We are it. We're to represent his kingdom. We are to tell people God's rules, God's laws, God's structures. Why? Because God, this is God's original intent. How many know that the world is in chaos today because it drifted away from God? And how many know it's not getting any better? I, they, I, I hate to disappoint folk. And I'm not a doom and gloom preacher, but last time I heard, it's not going to get any better. So what we need to be doing is, how many know, as much as we see the evil day approaching, we need to be more assertive in our commitment to the things of God. Hebrews 11.13 says this, listen up church, these all died in faith, not having received the promises. Watch this. But having seen them afar off, they were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. I mean, no, that's a model that we need to follow. That's a model. I mean, know that the more you begin to adopt kingdom principles in your life, the more that you and I begin to, uh, to uh, realize and access the kingdom, how many know the more opposition oftentimes you will face? But here's the benefit, but here's the, bless- here's the other side of it. Uh, the more blessing you'll get from God, too. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I want the favor of God on my life. I want everybody in this church to be blessed. I don't want you sitting up here uh, praying and seeking God and, and, not, and not seeing God move in your life. How many know these principles will set you free? And they're ours. This is a, see, what we will be unpacking in, 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 in the next few weeks is amazing because these are all principles. And some of us are going to realize as we dig into it, you're going to say, oh, now I know why this ain't been working for me. I have not been doing, I thought I was doing it, but now I realize I have not been operating according to kingdom principles. So we've been transferred. We've been, we've been, we've, we're strangers. We represent another kingdom. I'm here on this earth, but I'm here to represent another kingdom. Now, that don't mean I have to be weird. You know, some folks are really weird that they're so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. You can't even talk to them. No, I don't have to be weird. I just have to live by the convictions of the kingdom. And, and people need to see that over my life. Now, let's look at uh, this, this concept of the kingdom principles being exercised here on earth. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse number 9, verses 9 through 10. Look at, look at this verse. Hmm. 
This is uh, the Lord's Prayer. Many people know this prayer, but I want you to look at it in this context that I'm preaching this morning. Matthew chapter number 6, verses 9 through 10. It says, now watch this. In this manner, therefore pray, watch this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. How many know the Lord's name is to be reverent? It's hallowed. Don't let people take the Lord's vein, the Lord's name in vain in your presence without you saying, excuse me, get into a habit of doing that. I challenge you. When you hear somebody take God's name in vain, just say, excuse me, can you not do that? How many know, because how many know that's kingdom life? Oh, that, that, that's, that's for free. Try that. Try that. Your kingdom come. Watch this. Your kingdom come. Here it is. Your will. There it is. Be done where? On earth as it is done where? In heaven. How many know that God's will, this is why God has left his subjects here. We're his subject. He's the king. He's the ruler. We're his subject. He's left us here on earth. And what he's saying to us is, is that he want the kingdom, he want the kingdom of God to reflect right here on earth as it is in heaven. This is why I say that silence is not an option. Right? Silence is not an option. What God wants is that, that, that his kingdom principles is activated right here on earth. That's Jesus' prayer. He says, I pray that. Pray that your kingdom come. That means God's kingdom, God's will, it come, and that your will be done on earth just like it is done in heaven. The same principle, the same way. This is what God expects. See, the people will know God's will as God's people, as God's people, display his principles right here on earth. And how many know that means that we got to engage? How many know the kingdom life requires that we get involved? Kingdom life requires, this is what God expects of us. How many know when Jesus comes back, he's going to have a couple questions for every one of us? You hearing me? He's going to have something to say. He's going to want to know. He's, he's going he's to, listen, he's coming back and he's going to hold us accountable. He's going to want to know, did we practice his kingdom right here on earth? That means that, you know what? You know, some people say, well, I just wait till I get to heaven. I'm not perfect. How many know that's no excuse to violate kingdom principles? People use that all the time. Man, I'm not perfect. God understands. Yeah, God understands that you need to repent. God understands that we need to adhere to his principles. And what God expects is that those principles, his principles that we'll be talking about in the coming weeks, is to be activated right here on earth. And I'm going to tell you right now, right up front, sometimes it is not always pretty. It's not always pretty, but it's what God expects. Luke 17, verses 20 and 21. Watch this. Luke 17, verses 20 through 21. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come, He answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Hmm. Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. So watch this. How many know that everywhere that you go, you represent the kingdom? You're the kingdom principal. If you're at the grocery store, you not know that 
you are kingdom principle. He said the kingdom of God is where? It's within you. It's not coming with observation. It's within us. So that means that, how many know for lack of better words, we're supposed to be like little Jesus is walking around. So everywhere I go, watch this, I am to proclaim and I am to live out his principles. Everywhere I go, his principles, his principles. And I want to underscore his principles because there are going to be so many people that's going to tell you to not adhere to those principles. But I'm here to tell you today that this is the way to blessing. I have believed, listen to me, I've, how many of you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good? And you, how many of you tasted the world? You see, it ain't, ain't all that good. Uh, it'll leave a sour peel in your mouth. How many know the devil will hoodwink you? Uh, he, he will deceive you. He will lie to you. He will bait you. He will make it look good until he sucked you in and you realize, oh, no, what have I done? But what you must understand is, is that, that the kingdom of God is supposed to be operating within me. Then how many know if that is the case, I got to be careful what I do with this temple. I got to be careful. Listen to me. I got to be careful where I take this temple. I got, listen, I need to understand that everywhere I go, people, people need answers to life. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessel. You have the answer. The Bible says, that Jesus says that, that, that I have sent my Holy Spirit in you to empower you. So we're the kingdom. You're the kingdom. Everywhere you go, you're the kingdom. Every corner we go, we're the kingdom. And what does that mean? That I'm going to preach it, I'm going to tell it, and I'm going to state what God said. And it doesn't, listen, even if you, even if you don't like what some of what God said, anybody know what I'm talking about? then your job is still to proclaim it. How many know the Bible says that any man will come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. How many know you got to deny yourself if you're going to follow God? You got to deny yourself. You, listen, because you, you, you and I must understand that ourself has have a, have a tendency sometimes to get in the way. And what we must be more, more, listen, I want us to be more committed to this word of God than our own personal feelings or our tradition or what my mother, my father, my grandfather and everybody else taught me. I'm going to be more committed to this. And this is what we'll be talking about for the next few weeks. So the kingdom of God is represented everywhere we go. Matthew chapter 10 verse 7 says this, as you go. Look at this. As you go, preach. The kingdom of God is at hand. As you go. Share his principles. As you go. Live his principles. That's why the Bible says in season and out of season, we're to preach the word of God. How many know what I'm talking about? How many, know, how many of you say today that we're out of season? <laughs> oh, it's out of season. How many know the church now is out of season big time? But don't, don't be deceived because God's principle, he said before, that his word is everlasting. And you know that in the end, the Bible says that the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our God. So even though you may be in a minority now, be happy about it. Bobby McFerrin, y'all, anybody, y'all remember Bobby McFerrin? Anybody remember that dude? He used to have a song. Anybody know what that song was? Come on, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry about it now. Look, it's okay that you're in a minority. It's okay. But here's the thing. I know that God's principles are eternal. And his kingdom is the kingdom of all kingdoms. And every other kingdom is going to crumble. This is why I need to keep, I need to keep pace. and I need to be determined in my efforts to preach the kingdom and to live out the kingdom of God in the earth. Going to our foundational text as we're closing. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 and 33, we read that verse earlier. And Jesus said this. He says, um, do not worry. Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? All right? Now, I want you to hear that. That's so important. He says, I don't want you to worry. I don't want you to be like everybody else. You know what? Everybody else in the world is concerned about food. At the end of the day, you really, you really tie everything to food, clothing, and shelter. Did you not know that? You think about every sphere of life, it all, it all factors in. It doesn't matter what it is. People are worried about food, clothing, and stuff. Jesus said, I don't want you to be overly concerned about that. He said, that's what everybody else do. He said, everybody else in this world, everybody say this world. They are overly concerned. That's what they're consumed with. You know, I want to get my PhD. I want to make all this money and the money, 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 money. And that's all they're concerned with. But he, how many know he said that he don't want us to live that way? Because how many know God says, and this is a big word right here. He says, catch this. He said, for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. <laughs> I mean, I can, I'm tempted to dig into that, but I'll, 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 I won't. I mean, he, he, he said, he, he said, for, for your heavenly father know that you need, well, why? <laughs> he knows already. Y'all, some of y'all not getting it. I, I, I said, he already knows that you got needs. Jesus said it right here. He said, look, don't be worried about food, clothing. Shop. He said, your heavenly father. How many, you say, how many say you got a heavenly father this morning? He said, your heavenly father knows. All right? He ain't just getting this revelation. He ain't just wake up and say, oh, my God. Oh, Brother Walton, you got a need. Oh, sister, I had no idea. Sister, this, oh, God, I need to do, I'm God, I need to hurry up and do. I mean, he already knows before you knew that you were going to have the need before you ever hit the planet. Amen. I mean, no, it's deeper than what you see. And a lot of people get hung up in the here and now because you have no kingdom perspective. But see, when you have a kingdom perspective, you don't work. See, when you're occupied with the kingdom, when you're occupied with the kingdom, you're not worried about stuff like that because God already said, I know that you need all these things. He said, you don't have to tell me a hundred times, God, give me, 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 give me. You don't have to keep it. He already know. But he said, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. Watch this now. I want you to miss this. Seek first the kingdom of God. Now, now we say seek first the kingdom. Understand what we're really saying. We're saying, we're saying to seek first the kingdom. We're talking about, listen, know the kingdom agenda. That means study and seek out what God's word says about God's kingdom, his ways, his authority. Then watch this. Then we are to live out the kingdom agenda. All right? That means we are to obey its rules and its laws. How many know the Bible said don't be just a hearer of the word but a doer? How many know if you're just a hearer and you're not a doer, you're deceiving yourself? 
See, don't, don't, see one, one, one of the problems is when you go to a church that preaches the word and you hear it, but you don't do it, then that's a problem. You're, you're, you're walking in deception. And then we need to proclaim its laws and rules. That means, as we said a moment ago, that we are to share it wherever we go. See, that, that's what it means when it says to seek the kingdom of God. We're seeking the kingdom of God. I'm knowing his agenda. I'm living the kingdom agenda. I'm proclaiming the kingdom agenda. And I'm consumed with the kingdom agenda. God says, then, everybody say then, all these things, all these things, car payment, rent, food, clothing, kids going to college, all these what? Things will be. Everybody say will. will. He's a will be added to you. So maybe, so that, how I many know that's a kingdom principle? And, and, and maybe things ain't working right because we ain't seeking first the kingdom. Ah. Uh, because he made a promise, did he not? He said, if, you, if we seek first the kingdom, he said, he said oh, don't you worry about all this other stuff, everybody. He said, don't worry about it. Well, Pastor, it's easy for you to say. Yeah, it ain't easy for me to say either. I got needs just like you do. I just choose not to dwell on them. Listen, I, I learned a long time ago, like Jesus said, he said, when, you know, when Jesus got lost as a little kid and they were trying to find him in his mother and father, Jesus said, well, why, why are you worried? Did you not know that I would be about my, in my father's house doing my father's business? Business, not business, business, business. Busy doing the father's business. Understand something, church, this is what God is saying to us. God said, if we prioritize the kingdom, if we, listen again what I said, if, if, we, if we know his agenda, seek it out. This is what it means to seek it, to know the agenda, to live the agenda, to proclaim the agenda. God says, watch this, kingdom agenda. He says, then I will add all these things. And sometimes maybe all these things are not being taken care of because our affections are divided or in other places. And whenever that happens, it's a problem. And how many know, then, that's the, then, then we can't access the kingdom. We say, why, 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 boom, why are they ain't working? Well, have you prioritized? In other words, have the kingdom been first place? You know, you know in your heart. How many know God knows you and you know you? Well, you know you about as best as you can know you. The Bible says that the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? I mean, there's some stuff about us that we don't know, but we know us. And you know for yourself, I know for myself, if the kingdom of God has been first. In other words, I know for myself if I've made the kingdom my number one objective. Because God said, and here's why that's important to every Christian. That's important to every Christian because when we do, he says, I'll meet, I'll meet all your needs. Don't worry about it. Let me know, again, that is a kingdom principle. Matthew 28, 19, closing with this verse right here. Jesus said this, go therefore and make disciples. You know, what, what, what do you think Jesus is most concerned about? Come on, somebody say, say it well. Kingdom expansion, multiplication. That's what God, how many know that if you want to access the kingdom, you, oh, see, I'm, I'm almost like, okay. If you want to access the kingdom of God, we got to think like God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If I, if I want to access the kingdom of God, then I need to have his mindset. 
Because if I can think like he thinks, then I'm in position now to activate the things of the kingdom. As I said before, the things of the kingdom are there for us. We just need to activate it. We need to turn it on. We need to go get it. So I need to think like God. And let me know that Jesus, is, that's why I said, you know, when we have people come over here and give their life to Christ. And sometimes I see people, they sit there and they go like this. And I have to beg, say, come on, everybody, there's joy in heaven. And the reason why I have to do that, because our our passions is not lined up with. So we see that it's like, okay, it don't really move me that much. That's the end. Listen, if we can't get excited, jump up and down for somebody to get baptized and get saved, then we know something something ain't right. I mean, our faith has been hooked. Our faith has been hijacked. Something's up. Because why do I say that? Because Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all. That's what he cares about more than anything else. So, so that's why he said, seek first kingdom, what I want, then you'll get what you need. Then you'll get what you need. I mean, this series is going to be fun because we're going to be unpacking some things of the kingdom. We're going to be unpacking some laws of the kingdom. Some folks are going to get set free. Prayers are going to be answered. Lives are going to be changed. People are going to come to another level in their life because they're going to realize what's been blocking their blessing. How many know the kingdom of God has rules and laws, and there is an access card? And you just can't walk up in there any old kind of way and think you can just get without the kingdom. The devil, listen, don't, don't let the devil lie to you anymore. I need to understand what God's word says. I need to understand what the principle is. What's the principle? I'm a, see, how I many know God is big on principles? Jesus, that's all he talked about was principles, 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 principles. If I can adopt the principle, if I can understand the principle, boy, I can be blessed. Now I'm a physician to access the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Every head is by your eyes closed.